I know that all of us moms go through the process of we want to look great, we're pregnant, we're glowing, then we get gross and we don't want people looking at us and then the baby comes along and I don't think we even look in the mirror half the time for a while. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast. The mom cast. Welcome to this week's MomCast. I'm so glad that you are here. And and maybe that doesn't describe every one of us. That's probably more my situation. Um, I was always a, a gal that, you know, cared a lot about her appearance and really got ready to go, despite the fact that I have a job in radio and no one really sees me. I would always get up, get ready, do the whole thing. Um, and I did that for years and years and years. Then you get pregnant and, and then it's fun because, you know, you can eat everything you want to eat and you can do what you want to do. And then suddenly you get bigger and bigger. And for a while, it's really cute, um, as I recall. And then it just, uh, I got put on bed rest and boom, you're a beached whale and you don't want anybody looking at you. And I stopped allowing any kind of pictures. And 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 then after my daughter Liv was born, um, it took a while before I was ready to think about how I looked, how I felt. It was all about the baby for a long time. So I know a lot of you moms tend to do that. But you know what? You got to get back to you. <laughs> got to worry about you, not necessarily your appearance. Although I will say, I think when you look better, you do feel better. But also about you and how you feel and taking care of yourself. Because it's like anything else. I've always said that you really, it's hard to take care of your kids, your family, if you're not taking care of you. So um, I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about wellness um, with Julie Grafmeyer, who is practitioner at the Wellness Center at uh, Columbus Aesthetics and Plastic Surgery. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you with for us having me, Stacey. On MomCast. And we also have from CAPS, we have Kayla Moreland, who is the marketing coordinator. Kayla? Yes. Thank, thank you, you for, for being here. Me. And we have one mom. You are a mom, Kayla. You're not a mom yet, and that's okay. No, but I am an aunt. See, she's an aunt. And and I will tell you that's at a very important position. Yes. I was an aunt for a very long time. I love it. I get to spoil and then give them back. See, that's <laughs> that is exactly right. And but I'm gonna tell you something that's going to be valuable for you later. And that is because I used to buy the biggest gifts and the loudest gifts and the most obnoxious <laughs> yes. gifts. And then I became a mom. And both of my sisters were like, aha, your turn now. <laughs> Payback. Payback. So just keep that in mind because someday <laughs> you may want to be a mom and it's going to come back around to you. Yeah. Um, but we want to talk about wellness. And, and first of all, let's just, Julie, what does that mean? I mean, we use that term wellness a lot. At CAPS, what does that mean? Great question. So when we think about health and wellness, it's really not the absence of disease. You know, so many people think, oh, well, I'm not sick, so then I must be well. But it's a whole step beyond that. And it's really more your body functioning optimally, being able to do the things you want to do, have the energy you want to have and enjoy life to its fullest and love it rather than just, well, I'm not sick today. So that's my best definition. That, that's a great definition because I was going to say, that sounds great. Right. right. <laughs> it sounds great. Right. But how often do we feel that way? Mm-hmm. Um, well, all those things I just mentioned. I mean, my daughter's going to be 13 in a few months. I still feel like I struggle with certain things. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think a lot of uh, women do mm-hmm. struggle with that. So I like that because it isn't about whether you have some sort of 
illness. It's, I guess, living your best life. Right, exactly. And feeling good every single day. What goes into that? So when you think about wellness and really allowing your body, body to function optimally, most of the things in our body, well, let me say this. Our bodies want to work well for us. We're designed in a really amazing way to heal, recover, have energy, have joy. And we often in today's society and our culture and all of the stressors that we have are pushed in certain directions that we have, you know, lots of insults. We have a lot of stress. We have a lot of commitments with our kids, with work, with finances, with spouses, and we don't have enough self-care so we get kind of stuck in these ruts where things get out of balance. Mm-hmm. So there can be hormone imbalance. There can be thyroid issues. There can be gut issues. There can be um, adrenal issues, which is the organ that really controls the stress response. And if you get into some of these ruts, things get out of balance and your body just doesn't work the way you want, to, want it to. That's interesting. Is that something that if you go to a doctor... And you go to your annual exam, mm-hmm. let's say, because that's what's in my mind right now. I'll go in and say, you know, I, I've got, here's the, you know, how are you doing? And you, you tell them I'm right. not sleeping or I'm having issues with this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And then they do the regular blood tests mm-hmm. and nothing comes back. Sure. So are those things you mentioned, are, are they going to show up in yeah. an annual exam like that? Um, so at the Wellness Center at CAPS, we practice what's called functional medicine. So we really specialize on functional types of complaints, things like fatigue, not sleeping well, hair issues, skin issues, PMS, other hormonal issues, weight problems, things that you're not sick. And in traditional medicine, you know, I was trained very traditionally. The physician that I work with at the wellness center was trained traditionally and were trained to look for illness. Mm-hmm. And that's what the traditional medicine blood tests are looking for, illness. So when you go to your traditional medicine doctor or you have your yearly physical, you talk about some of these more functional complaints, they're going to do some blood work and some evaluation to see if you're sick. But if you're not sick, that's great news. But mm-hmm. then the care kind of stops there. You know, we give some information and some recommendations about, well, make sure you're drinking enough water. Maybe you're doing too much caffeine. You know, try to work on your stress a little bit and I'll see you again next year unless you need me between now and then. And it's a wonderful system and it's so important for sick care. You know, where would we be without hospitals and doctors for heart attacks and broken bones and infections and all of those things? But it falls a little bit short in some of these more functional complaints. So when you look at it from a functional medicine standpoint, it's more about looking for the root cause, what's really out of balance in the body. So things mostly lifestyle things, sleep, stress management, nutrition, um, and then a lot of balance issues with hormones and different organ systems. And when you work more for that root cause, basically from the bottom up to really fix what's wrong, what's out of balance, then all those symptoms get a lot better and they go away rather than that traditional medicine approach, which is a little bit more from the top down. So looking at those individual symptoms and kind of trying to suppress or control them as quickly as we can with usually a medication. Maybe sometimes it's physical therapy. Maybe sometimes you need surgery, depending on what your problem is. But there's not a whole lot of the why question. We specialize in asking why. Mm -hmm. Why are you not sleeping? Why are you having constipation? Why does your gut hurt when you eat food? Why can't you manage your stress and you seem to have no threshold? So 
you know, when we talk about stress, our bodies are really designed to focus on stress in a survival mechanism situation, Mm -hmm. right? So if it's, um, if you think about us like primal cave women back in the day, right? And we live in this environment where for the most part we're happy and we're calm and we work as a community and we have our tribe and we're all in it together. And then you randomly, there's a tiger there attacking the tribe. Our stress response, our brain recognizes that stress, sends a signal down to the adrenal glands, which are our primary, the primary organs to help build our stress hormones. The two primary stress hormones are adrenaline and cortisol. The adrenaline and the cortisol will come out of your adrenal glands, elevate your blood pressure and your heart rate. And when you guys feel stress, you feel that, right? You feel your heart rate elevate. Oh, yeah. You feel mm-hmm. your blood pressure go up. <laughs> and you, a lot of times people flush. They feel it in their chest. They feel it in their neck. And that is a tool for your body to escape and survive and be able to run away from the tiger. Now, the problem is we're not fo- facing a tiger. We're standing in line at the grocery store irritated (laughs) that the person behind you (laughs) just bumped you with their cart Mm -hmm. and you're just going to lose it. Or we're sitting in a traffic jam and we're lucky enough to not have been in an accident. We don't recognize that. We think I've got to get to work so that then I can get home on time so that then I can get my kid to soccer. And if I'm late, then he's not going to have his jersey and everything just domino effect. Yes. It's a mess. So When we experience those types of stressors and we have that elevation in our heart rate and elevation in blood pressure, you have to take a moment to realize I'm safe. I'm okay. This is not a tiger situation. The other thing that happens when we're in those acute stress situations is when you elevate that adrenaline and cortisol, in addition to the heart rate and the blood pressure going up, you release blood sugar from your liver to serve as fuel for your body to be able to run and fight fight that tiger away. And you also then elevate your insulin. So if your blood sugar goes up and your insulin goes up, you gain weight. That's why cortisol is often known as the belly fat hormone. You guys may have heard of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's that fight or flight response, the belly fat hormone. And things just really start to compound. And exactly like you said, Stacey, it's the domino effect. So then your blood sugar and your insulin are high. Blood sugar and insulin cause inflammation. Inflammation drives the majority of chronic illness, whether it's gut issues, weight problems, which then go into memory issues, worrying about dementia, worrying about heart attacks, worrying about strokes and cancer, and all of these problems that develop after decades of chronic stress. And what do those problems cause? Inflammation. So then the whole thing just circles back around. And it's all stress. And we have so much power in our lives to control that, but we're just not taught those tools. Well, so when someone just says, you know, stress can kill you yes. and we all brush that off, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is at the root. Oh, yeah. It's very physiologic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. and and I'm still kind of I'm still kind of reeling about the idea of every day waking up and feeling great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think especially women and I'm sure there are men that do it, too. But we we like start. OK, well, that symptom, I'll just tag sure. that on. Right. And, I can make it and I'll keep pushing through. Exactly. And then there's another symptom. And okay, well, I just have to live with right. that because that's know, normal. Yeah, I'm a mom. it's normal. Got, My blood works yeah. good. Um, uh, right. You know, I'm just tired. I'm just, you know, and I had a doctor tell me once, here's here's what would fix what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to quit your job. Yeah. And I thought, well, I got so upset. Sure. I'm like, no, there's got to be a better way yeah. to deal with that mm-hmm. than to tell somebody 
quit your job. Right. Because that's yeah. going to solve all your problems. First of all, not everybody can do that. No. And the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Well, right? no. So and I have changed a, jobs. I have a relative. I have a very fun job. It's like a job of my life. I've always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is it happens in the middle of the night for some people. Sure. You know, you have to get up at three o'clock in the morning right. to be on a morning show. And I've done that for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. But I had a doctor. The first thing he asked all the symptoms. And the first thing he said was, you need to quit your job. And I, I said, well, I, I can't do that. Well, then I yeah. can't help you because right. it is causing all these other things, which in a sense, I'm not saying that's sure. not true sure. if I'm not getting enough sleep. But, you know, right. maybe There's saying, some other here's tools. how you can right. keep your job right. and do that. But that's right. not what every doctor that you go visit can sit down and do with right. you. So that's what you right. are able to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. what we specialize in. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do you, if I'm coming to see you mm-hmm. at the Wellness Center at CAPS, if, mm-hmm. I, if I stop in and I start mm-hmm. talking, I mean, how do we start that process? Sure. What do we do? So we do things, again, a little bit differently than in traditional medicine when you would establish with a new doctor. So in functional medicine at the Wellness Center at CAPS, we have you fill out paperwork before I even meet you. It's a pretty extensive questionnaire so that I can learn about you before we even meet. There's a lot of lifestyle questions. I want to know about things like, what do you like to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? How do you feel when you miss a meal? What are your sleep patterns? Is it trouble falling asleep or is it trouble staying asleep or is it both? All of your medical history, your medications, things you've tried in the past, the family history, all of that information. Based on that information, I send you a lab order. and We do blood work in the office or you can take a lab order to your local lab, but we do the labs before the appointment. So that when we sit down and meet for the first time, I've got your whole background. We've got an extensive blood work panel, which includes, you know, cholesterol, inflammatory markers, blood counts, vitamin levels, hormones with like thyroid, some of the sex hormones. So for women, that's estrogen or estradiol on the lab test, progesterone, testosterone. Um, And then when we sit down, we talk for two hours to really dig through your story, your symptoms, your goals review all of the blood work, interpret the blood work based on your symptoms, and then set a really good plan to get you started on the journey of health and wellness. And it is a journey. I always tell my patients that healing is not linear. We did not get the way that we feel today overnight, and it's not going to get better overnight. But functional medicine often is much slower than traditional medicine, right? We're not treating your infection or your UTI. So When I give you an antibiotic back when I worked more in traditional medicine, you felt better in 24 hours. Functional medicine is much slower. It's a healing process, but it is so powerful in the end. So it's fun. Yeah, I would imagine. It's not a pill you can take, but in the long run, um, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, Let's talk about food and exercise. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the impact that that has on our body yeah. and our hormones on on our wellness. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So as moms, right, Stacy, you talked earlier about this transition that we go to with our bodies and feeling good about ourselves and then going through pregnancy and delivery and being postpartum and not having the energy or even if you are lucky enough to have a child that slept, mine didn't till he was one years, one year. What was he was older than one. It was bad. It, it's a, crazy. There's isn't a it? reason yeah, that I have yeah. one child. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bud. But I yeah, there is a reason that there's one. Um, so when we really start to at least try to focus on ourselves again, so many women really focus on trying to get their quote unquote body back. Right. right. We over exercise. We push really hard. We calorie restrict. 
really try to get our bodies back to the way they were. So when we exercise, exercise is a form of stress. So we kind of went through that stress process earlier and what happens when we're under stress. And stress is physical stress or emotional stress. So whether it's that that work, finances, home, kids worry, or it's too much exercise, um, too much alcohol, eating foods that you have an intolerance to. I can't tell you how many patients I meet that say, every time I drink beer, I feel horrible, but I keep drinking it. Well, um, I would recommend not drinking that or finding some options, right? There's there's lots of options. There's lots of different beers. Is there a wine that doesn't make you feel that way? What about a great, you know, cocktail or something? I'm a huge proponent of enjoying life and having fun, but we have to start listening to these symptoms. And another word for symptoms is signals. So if your body is communicating to you and sending you a signal that something isn't right and you don't feel well, you guys, we have to listen to that. It's just listen to those signals, pay attention, and start figuring out what's going on with you. You know you better than anybody else ever will. So back to the exercise question. When we exercise, there's a fine line between a good amount of stress to achieve goals and over-exercise, which really induces more stress than is necessary. And then you fall down the inflammatory pathway again. So it can be way overdone, can really tax the adrenals, way over-elevate adrenaline, over-elevate cortisol. Then you're getting more blood sugar and more insulin into the bloodstream, causing weight problems, not losing weight. Huh. And you can, (laughs) most people are under-eating at the same time, right? Right. So they're over-exercising and they're under-eating. The other thing that we find a lot in the wellness center with a lot of the moms um, that we see is we, what do we restrict? We restrict fats, right? Mm -hmm. We're all taught, you know, back in the late seventies, early eighties, all these diet products came out, low fat, all these artificial sugars. And since then our society has gotten fatter and sicker. It's just, we need real food and we need healthy fats. Fats are the food, the food um, macronutrient that, Builds every single hormone in our body, builds all of our cell wall structures. Cholesterol is a good thing. The right cholesterol, right? Mm -hmm. The right healthy fats. And that includes some animal fats. The problem is we all eat way too many bad fats, way too little good fats. And it's about having a good balance and a good ratio between the two. So you guys, please don't throw your egg yolks away. Those poor chickens, they worked so hard. Everybody's (laughs) still eating egg white omelets and it's so sad. Eat the egg yolks. There's great healthy cholesterol in there. Avocados, olives, olive oil, nuts, seeds. And when it comes to saturated fats, those animal sources of fats, it's about quality. So really getting good organic meats, clean local. There's some great local butchers here in Columbus that I love. You know, there's some great options online, places that will send you good grass-fed meats, Um, local eggs, go to the farmer's markets, all those types of things. But we need fat and we... Uh, we restrict fat, we eat way too many carbohydrates, which is all the rice, mm. pastas, cereals, you know, all those types of breads, foods. We don't need that sugar, especially as we age. We need more healthy fats, more healthy proteins, less carbohydrates to really maintain a good balance in your body. And we all do the opposite, right? We stop eating fat, we overexercise, and you swing the pendulum way too far to one side or the other. Okay, so the the message I'm getting is I probably don't need to exercise and I need to eat more fat. Yes. (laughs) Or did I simplify that? You you may have oversimplified. Yeah, that was good though. Yeah. So, but it's interesting because again, 
Um, I think you're right, especially after we've had kids, we tend to want a really quick fix. Right. And I think part of that is yeah. just seeing everybody else. They seem to just oh, bounce yeah. right back. Mm-hmm. Nobody is struggling as much as we are of course. when the reality yeah. is we all are struggling. I actually met with a patient first thing this morning. She has three boys. Um, the oldest, they're around my son's age. So around, the oldest are around nine. And then she, I think the other ones are going to be around six years old. So she's not newly postpartum. She was talking about exercise. We talked a lot about how she feels after exercise. So she started this new class, and she is completely wiped out, non, pretty much non-functional the rest of the day after this hour and a half exercise, oh, wow. high-intensity interval class she's going to. And I said, it's too much. Those are the type of signals. You're causing too much stress. You're not going to get the benefit out of that. Now, before she started that class, she did an elimination diet with me for 30 days prior. She lost 11 pounds in 30 days eliminating wow. foods that were causing issues. Now she's starting to overexercise and she's feeling worse. So that's a great example, guys, of it's not about pushing harder all the time. It's about listening, figuring out what's going to make you feel better, what's going to make you feel worse, and then giving it time and being patient. And I know that that's really painful and hard to do when we want our bodies back, when we want to have our flat stomachs back and everything back after having a baby. It's about being patient. And, it's, and it will come. And then the other thing in functional medicine is we see weight as the symptom, not the problem. So if you really feel like you're doing everything that you can and everything, you know, you can't figure out what else to do, then the question is, well, what else could really be contributing to that? Is your thyroid really working the way that it should? What are your sex hormones doing? What does your adrenal function look like? And if that's, that symptom, that weight is not improving, then... That's when you seek out help, like the Wellness Center at CAPS, and try to figure out what else is contributing to why that weight won't go anywhere. Well, we all know about baby weight, and, and most of us can lose most of yeah. that. I mm-hmm. mean, if we if we work at it, um, depending on how old you were. But as you get older then, into your 30s, mm-hmm. I mean, we all kind of say, oh, well, you know, when you get in your 30s, you won't be able to eat what you want all the time. Yeah. And, and then you get in your 40s, and oh, forget about it. And as we get older... Is that a natural thing? In other words, can you maintain a thinner weight as you get older? Or do you just throw in the towel and say, well, there is a certain amount that your weight goes up? Sure. I mean, is, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So I think, you know, a lot of us have very unrealistic expectations, and that's never helpful. Um, you know, our bodies will never be the same after we've had a baby, whether it's whether it looks the same on the outside or not. We're not the same people. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the way that we grow our families and that we bring joy to our life. And we have to kind of love some of the changes that happen when you have a baby. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to achieve your goals. So and, and age is a part of it, but it's often more related to what else is going on in your life. And that often changes as we age. So things like, you know, the, the thyroid issues is a really great example. So many women have thyroid issues. It's really, really common. You know, is it your fourth kid? And maybe it's not that you've had four pregnancies, but that you're managing four kids and a spouse and a job and everything else. So, again, it comes back to that stress response. If you're not sleeping, there is no way that you're going to lose weight. It's impossible. So you just, there's so many pieces and parts that play into that. And it's, 
a process and a journey. The reason I asked, I I'm, I sound like I have a bad doctor. I don't have a bad doctor. Um, I have a great doctor now. But this particular doctor, um, oh, you know, noted I was over 40 mm-hmm. and said, you know, you might want to, because I was pretty thin, mm-hmm. you might want to actually put on some weight yeah. because you're getting to be a certain age. And I got really kind of offended by that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what doctor tell somebody? Because I was not in any way too thin. Too thin. Right. Um, so that's why I'm asking. I mean, yeah. do we do we allow or do we expect that as we get a little older, you do need some of that? I'm wondering if there's there's good information that, you know, as we get older, maybe he was thinking about your bone health, the thinner, older women and really like older, like elderly, older have a higher risk of osteoporosis and bone health problems. So maybe he was kind of thinking or he or she was kind of thinking that way. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, there's no reason why. So you why. can have a thin, Absolutely. you can be fit and yes. you don't have to just say, well, I'm a certain no. age now. No. Because I think sometimes, I'm, sometimes I think we throw in the towel a little bit and say, well, right. you know, I'm just older. And, right. You know, whatever I eat, it just goes to my hips and right. I, can't, I exercise and nothing happens. Right. And the most important thing is that you feel well. So you may throw in the towel, so to speak, a little bit on that exact number on the scale. Right. But if you are functioning well and you love to you know my my mom she's oh geez I don't even know exactly how old is she is sorry mom um 60 she's probably happy about that yeah but you know ish um yeah she (laughs) 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 um she her goal is to hike the Appalachian Trail and she is she's you know went to North Carolina with her college friends this last fall and She's doing her thing and she's, you know, a breast cancer survivor and a melanoma survivor wow. and she is doing her thing. And by no means is she focused on the number on the scale, but she focuses on is my body doing what it, I want it to do so that I enjoy my life. And, you know, I'm going to be I'm going to be hiking like Yosemite when I'm 90. That's my goal. I just want to live life and enjoy it. Sure. You know, I'm not going to focus so much on certain things as we age and we have again that goes back to the realistic expectations our bodies are different and that's okay mm-hmm. but if you feel the way you want to feel then you've won now let's talk briefly about um just for those that are heading toward menopause yes that's a tricky time too right yes. yeah yeah so a lot of women we do a lot with um perimenopause and menopause and hormone balancing at the wellness center One of the things that happens early in menopause, so we experience symptoms of menopause for almost 10 years before you actually stop having periods. Say what? So (laughs) when you go to your doctor. Every woman just fell over right now. 10 years, ladies. So the first 10-ish years, it actually takes 12 years for (laughs) our ovaries to mature. (laughs) So when you go back to when you're like 12, right, and you start your period and to really balance all of that hormone production, 12 years. Okay, so now you're 24. Oh, my God. Then at age 24, it's ideal time to start having a family, medically speaking, right? right? We, I okay. don't know where you are in your life, but <laughs> medically speaking, around that age. Well, this is all bad news right now. Don't worry, Kayla. Down down a okay. bit. <laughs> From an ovarian health standpoint. Yes, yes. Okay. So then you're 24. <laughs> so then 10 years before you actually stop having periods, you're perimenopausal. So most, the average age for menopause is 50. So then we're coming back to age 40. So we've got about 16 years of ideal hormone balance without a bunch of other impacting factors. So this Oh, those were a good 16 years. Isn't that fabulous? (laughs) All right. So when you're in your 40s, you're perimenopausal by definition, just based on that 
idea of we know things are changing. And what really starts to change first is the consistency of how you produce your hormones, the the um, level of your progesterone. You know, we progesterone is that hormone that really helps support our mood. It's the one that helps control PMS. Mm-hmm. That often gets a lot worse for women as we get older because you don't maintain good progesterone levels or as good as you used to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure even if you guys don't have horrible PMS, you all know someone who you avoid oh, for yeah. about three to five months. Our producer, Our Greg, husbands, is yes. a mess. <laughs> Fathers, brothers, there are people in your life. We do get that question a lot. Do we take care of men at the Wellness Center? Absolutely. Good. And I like to tell people that we take care of men in two ways. We take care of them individually, and we take care of the women in their lives. <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's well, one of those things that we love our men, sure. and we all have men in our lives. And it's, you know, we really aren't doing it intentionally. We love you. but We, it's, we adore you. Yes, yes. we just love need you to love us back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And understand that it is not intentional the way that we act sometimes. So that progesterone really helps balance the mood. Those couple days right before you would start having your period again. And when you're perimenopausal, everything just starts to get a little bit different. Some of the earliest symptoms, central weight gain. So weight gain around your belly. Those are things that I'll have women come in my office and they kind of grab that, you know, and they mm-hmm. shake it. And like, what is this? This is new. This wasn't here. It wasn't even there right after I had my baby. Estrogen helps our insulin work really, really well so that you can burn carbohydrates testosterone is a woman's fat burning hormone so when those things are starting to become irregular and fly all over the place you start to put weight on on your belly when you lose that hormone balance you start to have trouble sleeping when you're not sleeping well you start to put weight on on your belly so that perimenopause there's a lot we can do just mostly with lifestyle working on the stress management piece working on sleep working on um, food intolerances, getting all of those other sources of inflammation and stress out of your life so that your hormones have an easier time balancing. There's certain foods that you can eat that help balance your hormones. And then when we get into menopause, there's lots of other things we can do there too. Okay. Well, you've, you've got incredible information. Oh, thank you. And I yeah. just, I for one have learned a lot of things. I mean, it sounds like sitting down because I've never done anything like mm-hmm. that. Right. It sounds like sitting down and having that conversation well, two hours seems like a long time. Yeah. I mean, think about one of the biggest concerns for people when they do go to see a doctor. You have such little time. Right. And it's very difficult. I always try to write things down, but I always walk out going, what just what happened? What just happened? Yeah. I, it was, you know, it was a whirlwind. So doing that, I mean, honestly mm-hmm. sounds wonderful. Yeah. And sounds like you would get to the bottom of right. a it's, lot of issues. I can tell you it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to work with people who are motivated, that want to do things differently, that want to work on lifestyle and some of these food things and stress and not just take a pill to try to cover up a symptom, which, again, works great for certain problems. But that is not what's going to help your IBS or your bloating or your PMS. It's about figuring out why. And then when you get to make people feel or help people, I should say, feel awesome, it is just so rewarding. So. I would imagine. Now, do you feel great every day? No. No. <laughs> no. Not every day. And there it goes back to the realistic expectations, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about, you know, we all have bad days. There's always things going on in everyone's life that trigger stress and sleep problems. I didn't sleep well last night because I was really nervous about coming on my first podcast. <laughs> This is very exciting. It's rough, isn't it? I know. It's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, then it's how do you cope with that, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I 
focus on my self-care today to make sure that I was ready to come in here and talk with you? How do I make sure that I value my sleep tonight to make sure that I get a good restful night's sleep when I didn't have one last night? So it's all about, like, if you picture our lives as this pendulum swinging back and forth, right, and right down the middle is the perfect 100% spot on. That's not realistic. No one is ever expected to be perfect. Life is never going to be that way. But it's about finding a method to keep your pendulum swinging close to that center line and not going so far extreme to the right. And then you swing so far extreme back to the left that you're never in a happy place. So that's a great answer. I'm going to ask a question for our producer, Greg, and my husband and, and some of the guys out there. Is this something you can suggest for your wife? Oh, um, <laughs> yes. I'm just curious. How, how I, open is your yes. relationship? Do you, you know, I would, um, <laughs> so, I'm going to let you do that for me, Stace. Yes. <laughs> well, in other I words, love that question. Though. Yeah, yes. It, because so, if a guy is listening and thinks, you yes, know what, this, this is like a valuable thing or, right. or maybe you go together. I, yes. I don't know. Well, you do that. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think about how some of the couples that I currently see, how would that go? Um, usually we see women first, women find us, whether it's through a group of friends or they're searching because, you know, women have a really black and white symptom presentation with the perimenopause menopause thing. So usually women find us some way or another. They often then bring their husbands, right? Then they're like, my husband's coming to see you. And then we get to meet the husband and then it's the dad and then it's the cousin. And then we have a lot of families because people, once they start feeling well, they just tell everybody and people come. Um, as far as you guys, how would you tell your wives or your moms or your sisters that this is what they need to do? I would maybe lean back a little bit and kind of keep your distance and very lovingly say, (laughs) I love you. Here's an idea, but it's so cool, you know, and it's just very different and it's a different way of looking at it. And you keep going to the doctor and you keep telling me that you're tired. I saw a woman yesterday who got married six years ago and she has been had severe fatigue for six years. And she remembers. And I said, well, when did it really start? And she said, all I can remember is when I was dating my husband, I did not feel that way. But as soon as we got married, I just crashed. And she said, Saturday, I literally slept the entire day. I slept all night. She sleeps all the time. She's She has oh hypothyroidism. Gosh. So she's on thyroid medication through her primary care. But she does not feel any better. So she found me, you know, I'm sure that, you know, and she found me a different way, but I am sure if her husband said, you're so tired, I love you, you keep seeking help and they're not helping you or you don't feel better. They're helping, but you don't feel better. Maybe this is something that would look at it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Maybe give the wellness center a call. Yeah. I like that idea. Or you can just go on your wife's phone, yes. download this episode of MomCast. <laughs> yes, right. great and then idea. Just play it and be like, wonderful. What, what is that? How did that this get there? Really, really something huh. we should look into. Yeah. Well, we've been talking with Julie Grafmeyer. She is a practitioner at the Wellness Center at CAPS, which is the uh, Columbus Aesthetic and Plastic Surgery. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, am a client of CAPS for the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, portion, but I have to tell you that this sounds yeah. great yeah. because I feel like a lot of the things we talked about, um, probably ninety percent of the moms listening right now yeah. are going. You know what? I could probably benefit from yeah. this. Well, so. and that's what when we started there at Caps, um, geez, it was November, mm-hmm. November of last year. Um, it's really been an amazing journey and a wonderful collaboration of the 
best people in town, in my opinion, taking care of the outside of your body. And now we're there to help optimize how you feel from the inside. And when you marry those two things together, it's awesome. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think if you go get, you know, um, Dysport or some Botox oh, yeah. or anything, you may look great. Mm-hmm. But if you're not feeling well, right. what's, it doesn't what's fix your the, sleep. Yeah. What's the so, point? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great it's been a great collaboration. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring back Kayla. Kayla, yeah. you guys have a really cool event coming up. I just want to get a save the date out there. Yes. So for everybody. Tell us about this. We have the party in the parking lot that is coming up on June 23rd. So party in the parking lot kind of goes with a whole other side of CAPS um, that we don't really get to talk about. And it's the CAPS Foundation. And it kind of ties back into looking better, feeling better and living better. And we love to support um, women. We love to support other people. And it really started with um, breast cancer and our breast cancer survivors. So that's how we kind of came into the CAPS Foundation. But the party in the parking lot is another branch of that in the Pelotonia, which is still that cancer in the survivors. So mm-hmm. to kick that off and to kick off the season, we are doing a huge party in our parking lot um, in Upper Arlington. So we are super excited. It's going to be a fun day. Uh, we're going to have food, drinks, and Everybody will have a little bit more details when we have ticket sales. But And I wanted to let those that may not live in Ohio know, Pelotonia is just this cool grassroots um, movement. Uh, it's, a, it's a bike ride, mm-hmm. which sounds like, what? It's huge. It has raised millions of dollars for cancer. Mm-hmm. And people ride in honor of maybe loved ones, um, co-workers, friends, and it has grown just in a couple years to be a very major event. So it's cool that CAPS is involved in it. Yes, and it's really impactful that I've, I guess I've come to learn with Pelotonia is that it actually affects us locally. I know they give a lot of funds to like the OSU, to James. So it's just awesome to kind of see that it really does give back and it gives back locally. Yep. Um, so I'm and excited. That's on June 23rd. Correct. Right. That's so we don't have June the exact 23rd. time yet. But yes. June 23rd. But just, uh, yeah, save the date save if you're date. in the area. It's- and I know some folks just look for ways to help like that. Plus, um, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff there as yes, well. Yes, there's going to be a so. lot of fun stuff. And all the proceed does go to Pelotonia. Perfect. And that's going to be in your parking lot. Yes. Okay. So um, we'll put that information out there too. And um, you may want to come also just to kind of check. It's a beautiful place, so um, there'll be a lot of fun for you. Um, I I can't imagine there wasn't something that would help any mom <laughs> listening um, today. We've gotten some great information, and um, if you've never done anything like this, I would encourage you. I have to tell you, um, I'm intrigued by it. So, thank ladies, thank you both for being thank here. You for thank you for us. having me. We appreciate all the great information, and yeah. I hope you'll come back and uh, share with us again. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have any questions, um, let Stacy know. We'll talk about them. But you can always call me at CAPS. Yeah. We'll love to see you. And we will put all the information for CAPS on our Facebook page so that you can find it. We'll put a link there and um, you can check it out. You never know. They do so much. There's probably something that they can do for you to to feel well. To, I, I, I love it. Just, just to feel well and live your best life because that's how we take care of everyone else as well. You got to take care of you. (laughs) Make sure you do that. Do something nice for yourself this week. Thanks for joining us for MomCast. If you ever have a topic that you would like us to talk about or get more information on, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.